Good morning, and this is Lisa Hawkins with Christian Warrior Woman. I'd like to introduce myself. I am an ordained minister. I am an author on Amazon with a bestseller called Christian Warrior Woman. And my goal is to elevate all Christian women for success. For success, whether in your job, whether in your marriage, whether as a single parent, whether as a stay-at-home mom, we all need to be encouraged. We all need to um, release ourselves from fears and lies and worries. And we need to, what I'm going to talk about today, we need to, as women, walk in favor. And I'm sure if I were to ask any of you, would do you desire the favor of God? And you would say, all together, yes. <laughs> and yes is because we know with favor comes blessings. With favor comes approval. With favor comes not only blessings for our lives, but for generations. And we have been in the book of Ruth this week. And the Lord has given us so many nuggets and areas of our lives that we can work on. So I hope you have your journal, you have that private um, corner or war room where you pray and where you um, allow yourself to be open to the Holy Spirit. And so I want to share with you um, some a piece of a devotional from David Villa in regards to walking in favor that I think will will help as we um, continue on this this podcast today. So I want to read some of this to you. And he says, there is a lot of confusion as to what it means to have or be in the favor of God. Having the favor of God or walking in the favor of God can be interpreted in many different ways. For myself, walking in favor means to be living a life that is godly, to walk in a manner in which God would smile upon you. Having favor has nothing to do with whether or not God loves you. That much is always true. Living in favor is simply to live along a set of specific rules and to live a moral, ethical life. Walking in favor is to live in a way that those among you notice it. Your peers take note of the manner in which you carry yourself. They pay attention to the way you speak, the way you act, the way you treat others. They notice that you speak life, that you practice what you preach, and that you live your life according to the teachings of the Bible. For me, this is what walking in favor is, and this is what he is stating. It is a set of actions that require your conscious decision to make. It may not be in your nature to act in this manner. Your flesh may want you to act out or to live in another manner, but your belief allows you to overcome. Favor is kindness. Favor is peacefulness. Favor is prosperity. Favor is loving your neighbor. Walking in favor isn't always easy. In fact, it is often quite the opposite. But when you can walk in favor, even in the face of adversity, you will be living a happy and fulfilled life. Life won't always be smooth sailing, 
But if you walk in favor, you will be able to make it through any storm. So that was Vila's um, personal um, description of walking in favor. Where I would say I differ is walking in favor is from God. That I can't, I can choose to believe and trust and live a life before Christ based on his word. But walking in favor is making tough decisions. It is when we choose to do the right thing, when we choose to live according to the word. I guess for me, I see the choice that, you know, when we walk, decide to walk in favor, that we've decided to serve Christ, to live for Christ in the good and the bad. Because sometimes we can get caught up in, oh, yeah, things are going good. I'm walking in favor with the Lord. But what happens when circumstances happen? You lose your job. You um, wind up your child has been arrested or whatever circumstance you find out about that you have breast cancer or need surgery. Walking in favor is even in sickness. Walking in favor, that's why it's from God, because it's like what we've talked about prior, about joy. Joy is from God. Joy is from God no matter what our circumstances are. So what I love about where we are in the book of Ruth is there were a couple of things that Ruth chose to walk in favor. And now, did Ruth choose to have her husband die? No. But when circumstances happened out of her control in life, she chose to love and she chose to chose God. She chose a God that she wasn't born and raised to understand and know. But because she saw the love and the Lord in Naomi, she chose to follow and she chose to care for Naomi. So let's look at some of the choices Ruth made that led to her favor. And then I'm going to share what her favor was at the end. Okay, so hold on here. And you might want to get your paper and pen to look at it so that when you today are in prayer and you on this day, which is Sunday, can choose to start your week by choosing to walk in favor. So the first thing Ruth did was she chose God. She chose God. She chose to live a life for God. She didn't say, I'm choosing this God until things don't work out. She chose God. The second thing she did was honor. She chose to not only honor God, but honor God with her mother-in-law. It would have been very easily understood for her to go back home. But see, she had been awakened in her spirit and in her faith and in her thinking. She had been changed and knew that that prior life was no longer her way of life. She walked away from the Moabite past. She knew her purpose. Okay, so we've got honor. And this is where I was talking about purpose. She chose to live a life that resembled love, 
purpose, and family. And how? what else does she choose? She chose a life of character. You see, when we talk about walking in favor and abuse, think about what Villa was talking about, that people will see it. You see, when you walk in favor, you don't say, well, I'm walking in favor. Everybody notice me. But when that's why it's God given, when the Lord gives you favor from the work you are doing on the inside of your heart, it's not a pride thing. It's not a check the box. You took this class or you went to ministry school or you went to a healing conference. It's who you choose, how you choose to live, who you decide to be from the inside out. And that is not easy because you've got to remove the lies. Guess what? Ruth wasn't walking in. I'm a widow. I'm lonely. I've been in despair. I'm poor. I'm broke. That's not what we see in Ruth. We see Ruth as I'm going with you. Um, I'm going to care for you. I'm going to make a life with you until I die. You see, she already, she spoke her purpose. She didn't speak her past. She didn't mention what her husband did or what he promised or what she thought she should have. She went forward on what she could do today. So when you are living through your struggle in the forward motion, people are going to take notice. This isn't about people taking notice. It's really about God taking notice. It's just in his description, he mentioned, and I would agree, that people can see favor on your life when you choose Christ. They see that you're not choosing depression. You're not choosing doubt. You're not choosing worry. You're choosing faith. You're choosing God. You're choosing to believe that you are worth good things. Okay, so when she, what was her character? We noticed that the person on Boaz um, in the field, the field manager, we'll call him. We noticed that he saw her character, did he not? He saw her work ethic. He saw her honesty, saw her humbleness and how she said please to him. He saw the lack of ego, that she didn't come thinking she was better than, but she came humbly. She did. She lacked pride. But what I would tell you that what walking in favor represents versus what the gentleman just stated in his devotional is it's what we learned this week. Ha ha. You thinking it that she was walking in the fruit of the spirit. She embodied nine things. And they were the fruit of the Spirit. So before I get to Galatians 5.22, I want to read a scripture that you could use this week as you are walking in favor and know that God is blessing you. So let's look at Isaiah 58.11. Okay, when we talk about walking and being moved, it says the Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. And I will tell you why this scripture is special to me, because I took a course once. And in this course, they gave the meaning of your name. 
And I found it so interesting that my middle name, the scripture, the portion of the scripture that they gave me or the scripture they gave me was Isaiah 58, 11. And when I read the, the last sentence of this, you will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Those words reminded me of my own father's words, who always said that I would never lack money, I would never be homeless, and I would never um, not be successful. Those were his words. And when I got that, and my father named me, so when I look at my name and my middle name, and my older sister has the name Elizabeth with Lisa comes from Elizabeth, I found it so interesting because in times of struggle, I remembered that, Lord, you said I'd be a well-watered garden. And so in times when I was going to go into foreclosure, times I lost my job, or times that I thought that I just wouldn't be able to make it. The scripture didn't come to mind, but my father's words came to mind. So when I was in this healing course, which I wound up being a facilitator for, and I got this scripture, it resonated with my soul because it was confirmation of my earthly father's words were confirmed by my heavenly father's words. And so I want to give each of you this, no matter what kind of sun-scorched um, feelings or territory you may be in, whether in sickness, whether in struggle financially, whether in your marriage, might be having a dry patch, maybe it's with your children struggling with peer pressure, that you have a well-watered garden that you can draw upon, that the Lord has provided you. Because what does, well, what does water represent? Life. And you have life available to you. Life available by using your tongue to speak it over your circumstances. Okay? I could do a whole message on, on this um, passage of scripture in itself. So that's that's one area. So and I'm not um, I'm going to go over the next scripture. Let's see here for you. So the next one we're going to look at is Psalms. Let me see. Let me make sure here. Psalms 512. Surely. Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. So if you notice in this, it says, surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You might say, well, Lisa, I don't feel righteous. I'm not righteous. I've done some things that make me not righteous. Well, so did Ruth. Ruth was a Moabite. But she walked away. And she chose. So today I'm asking you to choose. To choose to serve God. Choose to not gossip. Choose to represent the fruits of the Spirit. To ask the Lord for any of those areas where you feel lack. And if we need to refresh you, 
on Galatians 5.22, on what the fruit of the Spirit is, let's do that right now so that you have no excuse to say you didn't know, not sure. And I would recommend that you actually read Galatians 5.13 to the end. But I'm going to take you to verse 22. So Galatians 5.22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. But I promise you, you can't have the fruit of the Spirit without the Spirit. So you have to, you know, you can't just say, well, I'm a good person. I um, love everybody. I'm pretty peaceful. I'm pretty kind. I will tell you, you cannot have the fruit of the Spirit without having this from God. And this is what, to me, Ruth is sharing and showing us in her character. And because of that, when she's walking in the favor of the Lord, she's living by it, she pledged to live by it, and her actions and what's coming from her heart is being revealed to those that she is around. And her obedience is remarkable, if you think about it. The obedience here in this book is very strong. And so I I really charge you with being obedient to the word, being obedient to what you know, and you can't do it of your own strength. So don't, don't give me and don't give yourself the ability to fail by saying, I'll just try to be a better person. No, ask God to make you a better person. Seek God for any one of these nine areas where you're not strong. So, okay, we know if you, if you read chapter four, how Boaz puts himself in position to make sure that he gets his woman and he gets also what does the Israelites, they give him blessings. They speak blessings over his marriage and over their future children. And so when we say walking in favor, she didn't go there looking for a man. She didn't go there praying for a man, but God provided her a man because of her character, because she chose God first and family. And many of you may be single moms. Choose to serve God. Choose to serve and care for your children first. There are many times I work and counsel women who are seeking who are seeking a man and the man's money first, and even keeping their children um, off to the side while they're out pursuing this because they think that will bring them a better life. You don't have to seek a man. God, while you're doing the work of honoring God and your family, your children, and doing and walking in the character and walking in obedience to the word, the Lord will bring, will have a man see you and a man demand 
and desire to make the steps to marry you and honor you and cherish you. And so in this, not only did she get a great man and you would think, wow, he wasn't exactly poor either, sisters. He had money. He had land. She went from serving behind his servants to being the mistress of the house. Do you get that? And you think that was the end of her blessings? No. Her children were were blessed. You look at Obed. You look at Jesse. She is the great-grandmother of the greatest king of Israel. When I'm talking about a man, not Jesus Christ. But David, beloved of God, with a lot of faults, but beloved of God. So imagine she went from being an outsider to an insider and into seeing her children and her children and her children's children blessed. I don't know about you, but what I know to tell you today is that your life is bigger than you. Because the choices you are making today are choices that are going to follow you and your family for generations to come. And when you realize the magnitude of that, that my choice to do the right thing and walk in favor and serve God is going to affect my children. So imagine if it's affecting your children in the positive when you're blessed. Oh, Lord. If we're not walking to know Christ, to live for the Lord, and we choose to walk in partial sin, then we're bringing curses to our children and our children's children. So this requires us to be mature, requires us to be seasoned, requires us to be faithful, and requires us to fear God. And I will tell you, and you read there in Ruth, when she started out, you heard the fear of God in her voice if she were denying Naomi the help and support she needed. And so I ask you today, walking in favor is easy to say that I want to walk in favor of the Lord, but we have to live in order to get favor. We have to choose in order to get favor. We have to love in order to get favor. We have to request joy and peace and kindness and have self-control to walk in favor. So I pray this Sunday that the Lord fill you with the fruits of the Spirit, that the Holy Spirit dwells in you to remove, for you to ditch the doubts, the worry, the anxiety. That's not gaining more of God. That's gaining more of the enemy's lies. I want you to feel the fullness of the joy of the Lord so that not only can you be blessed, but that your children and your children and your children's children will be blessed mightily. God is waiting for you to walk in favor. Women walking in favor, in boldness and in strength and in courage are untouchable or limitless. You already bear the seed of blessings. Imagine making sure that that seed succeeds, is blessed, and is loved. 
So I cherish all of you. Thank you for following. Please leave comments. Also connect on Facebook in Christian Warrior Woman. And I look forward to hearing the good news about your life, about God. And just, um, hey, just send a hello so that I know that the Lord is blessing you. God bless and enjoy your day. Until tomorrow.